Hello and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the show, I talk about different aspects of pricing, sometimes with interviewees and sometimes just on my own, but also about how to manage finances in your small business. Pricing is one of the biggest issues in every small business, as this can be the difference between making a profit and making a loss. So I hope to inspire you with interesting stories and practical tips about how to improve your pricing and make more money in your business. I have a background in corporate businesses and have now brought this to the small business world. And I want to inspire you that you can put your prices up at any time and make more money. Hello and welcome to today's show. Today I want to talk to you about five pricing myths. So there are loads and loads of myths about pricing, but actually there are a few that come up for me a lot. And I just want to share a few of those with you today. So I'm going to talk about that pricing is once and done, that you can only ever price by the hour, that you can't help the people you want to help if you're really expensive, that you should be cheaper when you are new, and that you can't double your prices overnight. And I'm here to bust those myths. So let's get started. So pricing is a one and done thing. Pricing really isn't a one and done thing. In fact, pricing changes all of the time. And there is nothing to say that you can't have a different price for every client. Pricing is really trial and error when it comes down to it. And you, the only way you know whether a price is the right price is whether it A, earns enough for you, and B, whether somebody is prepared to pay for it. Because if it's perceived to be too expensive or doesn't have enough value, then nobody will buy it. So pricing is just never done. And I put mine up after every five clients, roughly. And uh, that's partly because of a chat I had with Osman Sharif, which was in episode four. So do go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already. Because I think constantly revisiting your prices at least every six months and making sure that you're still making enough money out of each client is really important. And also things like online courses and things like that. Do you want to put the price up? Do you want to offer them on a sale? Once you've done things like online courses or masterclasses, any money you make is extra because there's no more work to do for it. Um, So it's really important just to think about kind of where your products and services fit in your process and how you might want to make those have more sales. So so the next one is that you can only ever price by the hour. So loads of people when they start out freelancing and consulting start pricing by the hour. But remember what I talk about a lot, which is that pricing by the hour punishes efficiency. So I used to do this a lot, but then I discovered that actually what was happening was that I would get my head down for half a day with the client or whatever it was, and I would have no distractions or anything else. And I was incredibly efficient. I could get loads and loads done. But actually, because I was incredibly efficient, I probably worked at twice the pace of someone else. And I still couldn't charge more for that. So there's a ceiling of what you can earn if you exchange time for money, which is what pricing by the hour or by the day is. So you can only charge the number of hours or days that you have time for, and you can only charge the client for an hour that you do. Now, I totally believe that you should package up your services, particularly if you are a freelancer or consultant and have fixed prices for your business, where you say, this is the package that I do. 
And the episode to look at is episode three, which was all about pricing in packages. And I also have a masterclass on this, which is thepricingqueen.com forward slash packages. And check that out because it talks a lot about how to make sure that you kind of price yourself so that you don't lose out as well. So you need to make sure that you build enough of a buffer in and things like that in your packages, but that by going for fixed prices, it doesn't matter how it gets done. So if it takes you 10 hours, that's up to you. If it takes you five, you can still charge the same price because they're paying for your expertise and the value that you provide. So the other one, next one is about you can't help the people you want if you're really expensive. So Denise Duffield-Thomas talks about this. In fact, she talked about this in an email that I got from her today, in fact, when I'm recording the podcast. And, you know, her view is like, I don't care. You know, there's kind of the question is like, I don't care about money. I just want to help people. And I know that lots of people are in kind of caring industries. I talk a lot to people like psychologists and stuff where actually money is quite a kind of a dirty subject and stuff like that. But actually, why shouldn't you get paid to help people? Why can't you do that? We all have to make a living out of our businesses. This is not a hobby. And you can help and be expensive and help those people. But the other thing you can do is to earn lots and you can help others. Remember, if you're earning lots, you're paying taxes, which indirectly helps others. But also you can say that a certain number of sessions, days, whatever it is that you have a week can be dedicated to pro bono or heavily discounted work. Now, the only thing I would say about that is be conscious about it. So make sure when you say I'm only doing one session a week or three sessions a week or a day a week, that that's what you're doing. Um, So it doesn't eat into your other work. Make sure you're charging enough that you can afford to do that with your other clients and have a system as to how you pick those clients. So again, I was talking to a, um, a group of psychologists the other day and trying to means test people <laughs> is incredibly difficult. So actually part of it is to join up with maybe a charity where you, they have done some of that work where you have to have obviously in order to receive money from a charity, you often have to be deemed eligible financially for it, stuff like that. But have a system, you know, you might go through a GP or you go through a referral system of some other some other description, but really think about how you can do that whilst taking that away from you so that there's not an ethical dilemma for you, but also you don't have to know people's financial situation. If you do it yourself, you will put all of your own money story onto that potential client so it might look like they can't afford anything but actually they'd be perfectly prepared to pay for it and totally can afford to do stuff they've just asked if they can have a discount so be really careful that you're not putting kind of your ideas about what who can and can't afford stuff try to get that to be a third party so next one is all about that you should be cheaper when you're new So I don't believe you should be cheaper when you are new unless you are going into a totally new thing. So if you were a social media manager in a previous life and you have set up a sewing business, then maybe you need to have lower prices. But you need to remember your knowledge and experience. So I've been in business now for three years and I was like, oh, I'm all quite new to this. I can't charge very much. And then I remember that I've got 20 years quite big business accounting experience. And I don't need to charge low prices 
for that. So remember your knowledge and experience in previous jobs, really important. You can also look too cheap. If you are a £10 an hour person, people think that they're going to get £10 an hour work out of you. Okay, so it's not great because you can over deliver. It's It's very difficult to put the price up once you've kind of put yourself in as a £10 an hour type person. But also people expect kind of not such great work so they don't value it so much so people often won't go with you because actually you look a bit too cheap like well if I only pay 10 pounds I'm not going to get great work out of somebody even though you would deliver excellent work lastly the myth about you can't double your prices overnight well you can there's nothing to stop you and even if you halved your clients you could still own the same so you know there's a bit of going what would happen if you did do that you know Actually, what would happen if you doubled your prices or at least put them up by 50%? You know, what would actually happen? I mean, it may not be the right thing for you, but that's about your money limits and your kind of how you feel about your business and not about kind of that you can't do that. So I want you to take away from this that you should really think about how you can keep on putting your prices up, how you can make sure you feel valued and that you don't resent the time that you spend with particular clients. Go and look at the clients that you've got and really think about whether you feel that they value you for the money they pay. And if they don't, then I want you to think about either getting rid of them, putting their price up. And if you put the price up and they say they can't afford you, that you've got someone else lined up in the background ready to go. Don't ever be reliant on one client. So I always say you shouldn't have a client that's more than 20% of your business. You need at least five clients and they need to be no more than 20% of your business. Because if you lose that client, and you may not lose that client for any reason other than they are moving on, they want to employ somebody in-house now, and you don't want that, that the work gets too much or too different for you, they go in a different direction, or even the person that you're dealing with leaves the business that you've been working with and you decide you don't like the situation anymore. So there are loads of reasons that are nothing to do with your ability and your work ethic that a client might decide that they don't want to work with anymore, or you may decide you don't want to work with them. So don't ever have somebody who's more than 20% of your business. So I hope that's been really useful. Do let me know what you think. See you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do rate and review Five Star Obviously if you can, wherever you get your podcasts so that more people can hear about my pricing tips. You can find me on Instagram at The Pricing Queen where I share more pricing tips. So do let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'll see you soon.